1: Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show.
2: Happy Friday to all of you. Welcome to another edition of The Steve Day Show here, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He's Aaron McIntyre. She is New York talk show host Shannon Joy. Notice what we, I didn't even, I did not even sync this up. Put her back on the screen for a second. Look at this. <laughs> She's got the green sweater. I've wow. got the red shirt where we came very festive. Look at this. I like it. Well done. Okay. So I, I know you chicks don't like to wear the same thing. Is it okay if you compliment? Is that okay?
3: Absolutely. Okay. All day long, I'll take them.
2: All right, so we are... No, I don't mean that kind of compliment, meaning you're complimenting what someone else is wearing. I mean, it looks great on you, I'm sure, but I mean, like, we're complimenting each other. I've got the red, you've got the green, that kind of compliment. That's what I mean. Very good, very good.
3: I'll take the compliments, too.
2: All right, you'll take those, too. All (laughs) right, cool. All right, so she'll be joining us here for the Days Group momentarily, and of course, we'll get to that here in a few minutes. Next hour, it'll be Feedback Friday when we respond to your responses to us. And in fact... I just got this piece of uh, feedback from one of our from one of our listeners. Brandon says, hey, guys, hope all is well. Years ago, we tried another brand of dog supplement and the dog wouldn't eat her food because she hated the product so much. So after reluctantly ordering the trial bag of rough greens, I was surprised that before I could even put dog food on top of the rough greens, she started to lick her bowl clean. We only just started it the other day, so hopefully it uh, helps with things like her dry skin issues. But I can I can verify she at least, at least likes the taste. Merry Christmas to all of you guys. And bing. So we like to hear that kind of positive feedback from our audience about our advertisers. Our partners is what we prefer to call them, like our friends over at Rough Greens. It's the supplement that now even Brandon dog Brandon's dog likes. So maybe yours will too. We'll give you the first 14-day Jumpstar bag for free to see if you don't see a difference in your pet. In two weeks or less, you just pay for the shipping, but the bag is on us when you go uh, to roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com, or you can call them at eight three three rough dog. And with that, it is time for the day's group. Your weekly look at the week that was begins, as it always does, with bleep, Lord Nefarious Says.
0: Day 271 of being a girl, or I'll say woman for this one, because this video is for the women on Twitter who just really don't like me. Hello, ladies. We got a lot to cover but let's first talk tampons i haven't talked about tampons on here lately because i don't use them i'm a woman who doesn't have a uterus i know this and science was my strongest subject in high school uh, there have been more reported deaths and adverse reactions uh, following mrna vaccination
1: in 18 months than there has been to every uh, conventional vaccine
0: administered worldwide for the last 50 years And given that mRNA vaccines are not recommended for pregnant women or those who are breastfeeding, would my right honourable friend overturn
1: the Big Pharma-funded MHRA's recent recommendation that these uh, experimental vaccines are administered to children as as young as six months of age?
0: Uh, well, well, Mr. Speaker, let me first say that I believe COVID
1: vaccines are indeed safe and effective. I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit.
4: Meet Joe Bruno, dean of students at the prestigious Francis W. Parker Private School in Chicago, which happens to
1: charge $40,000 per student.
4: They're just like passing around dildos, butt
1: plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're
2: like, how do you, how does this work? How do we do, like, how does this work? You're telling me that in order to be a moral person, I need to accept the idea that a man, someone who is born a man and looks like a man, can really become a woman. That's that's a a prerequisite of my being a moral person.
1: I mean, yes.
2: I would like to identify, I do identify actually, Mm -hmm. as the correct person on this issue of abortion. I identify as being correct, and more correct than you on this issue. And I would just ask that you accept and affirm my uh, identity. Do you?
3: Well, you are not a medical professional.
2: (laughs) Every time you will ever turn onto Tolerance Boulevard, folks, I promise you that it will be a one-way street. Let's get to the first question. Shannon is the guest, and ladies first. What was the most vile thing that you just saw?
3: I have to go with the dude on TikTok who is really representative now of the 21st century patriarchy. I mean, here it is in full force. We have a non menstruating. Female lecturing real women on who might happen to have an issue with him appropriating womanhood, right? Lecturing us on what it means to be a real woman. And this really is to me the most astounding thing as we come full circle with the pronouns and the transgender agenda. We now are in a situation where men are better at being women than women are at being women. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, to me, an astounding. Uh, you know, full circle event here in the 21st century. It's it's complete absurdity. And I'm frankly sick of it as a, a real woman.
2: All honest. of us here are old enough to remember the olden days, you know, 2014, when they ran ads... Tampons wouldn't cost as much (laughs) if men had to have periods, if men menstruated. Tampons would be much easier to navigate if men had to have periods, right? I'm sure you remember those, Shannon. I mean, you're the only actual woman here, correct, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that was the feminist pussy hat wearing battle cry just even within this decade. And we have moved beyond to don't have to menstruate at all to be a woman don't actually have to be a woman at all it is very orwellian and they looked from pig to man and man to pig yeah. and back yeah. to pig again and they couldn't tell which was which yeah
3: precisely the woman of the year is a man
2: <laughs> yes yes and and all of the feminists that lectured us all of our lives that were on all the sh- all the cable news shows we watched growing up hannity and combs and crossfire and all those programs yeah. where are they now silent all of them sure. silent todd sure. what about you
4: well the question is why then? why that we've always had the weird we've always even had the demonic and a sense as a people that you know uh east of eden this is how things are Mm -hmm. so you do what you can you and sometimes the best you can do is you red light district this thing uh you keep it in its place why is the entire world including your children's classroom now the red light district why it's and i'm glad you let it run long enough aaron it has to do with it's not there's always weirdos it has to do with the normies the normies yeah. are the weirdest people of all. The new prime Preach. minister yep. of of uh, Britain, Great Britain. Adam Kinzinger? The, presented with evidence about a medicine. Again, this is magical power of vaccines stuff, but it goes beyond that. Magical right. power of just... The the cultish normies presented with obvious evidence by now that we might want to ask some questions. And the first thing out of his mouth is, hail Hydra, vaccines are safe and effective. And And everybody cheers him. Yeah. The normies, the people are the problem. That's why the freaks run roughshod like that. Because Mm. no one ever punches them in the mouth. When that guy comes up to, ladies, let's talk tampons. Bam. Get back in your hole. But nobody does that anymore. Quite the opposite. That's Joan of Arc now. Uh, folks, we're, post, we're post-argument. <laughs> yeah. We have got to jail them before they jail us. In response to this whole Twitter thing, they instantly came out with a lawsuit against Twitter for firing more women than men. What the hell's a woman, though? Right. This is crazy and insane. How many people and got
2: banned ca- for claiming that men weren't women on yeah. that very same platform? You can't win this yeah. game.
4: You simply must at two men enter or hymns or she's or shims or whatever. But one's got to leave. And at this rate, it ain't going to be us in this room.
2: Shannon, did you want to speak up? You were, go ahead.
3: Well, I think that it also has to do, I think they use this level of absurdity and this level of gaslighting, because I think there is, um, you know, the the level of absurdity indicates the level of submission, right? As a population, as a society, like the crazier it is, the more they know that we are those who can
2: get you to believe absurdities can then later get you to commit atrocities yes yes absolutely Absolutely. or as you put it you're, you're you're not exactly voltaire but as you put it the lie is the point yes but that's exactly that yes that is absolutely the point aaron
1: yeah todd was dead on the money there i mean i've often said you know the transgender, those those who uh, believe they are the sex that they are not, have a mental illness. They need prayer and counseling. We've all we all agree with that. I've often maintained, though, the bigger mental illness are the normies, as Todd puts them, or as Todd puts it, the normies that sit back, recognize yeah. that this is weird, but do the golf clap. Oh, so brave! Mm-hmm. They have the bigger men- mental illness. Agreed. And I want to go to the Rishi Sunak, uh, Adam Kinziger guy. That was my craziest of the crazy because I think it perfectly illustrates what we are up against. And the choice of wording, he's presented with evidence, facts. He gets up and what are the first two words out of his mouth? I believe. Yeah. I Mm. believe. I believe the vaccines are safe and effective. That's a belief statement. Not a statement of fact. That's what we're up against. Yeah. You cannot argue with these people.
2: I emote, therefore I am.
1: They believe, they believe the lie. They want the lie. The lie, as Todd says, is the point and they like to believe it. That is rife throughout that montage. The first guy on TikTok, I'm a woman without a uterus. In the same breath, science was my favorite subject. I was best at it in high school. Presented with evidence that the jabs are causing harm. I believe they're safe and effective. Then at the end, you must be a moral person. if it, You must affirm people's identity or else you're not a moral person. Well, I identify as a moral person. Well, you're not, an, you're, 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 you're not a physician. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what else.
4: Yeah, they keep I don't the know. rules. I don't know what else
1: we can say yeah. to illustrate what Todd just said. We are post argument. This is bone on bone, mano a mano. Don't try at any level, at any level, to social compact this. Uh, this stuff, I almost let that out. Don't try to social compact this. It's completely broken. All we have is power versus power.
2: Well said. Exit question: On a scale of one to ten, with one being how hard it is for Michigan to humiliate Ohio State these days, and ten being how hard Lindsey Graham likes being humiliated. I know, I know, I tried.
1: You okay. just can't quit him. Can I, can't, you? I
2: tried. <laughs> I, I I I want. I'm a victim. For goodness sakes,
4: for a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks,
2: I kept my hands off of Lindsey Graham.
4: You just got all your favorites out in that one anti-Lindsey Graham stuff. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State jingoism—it was all in there. <laughs> jingoism. jingoism. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That might be That's my favorite crazy. line dropped on this since uh, Michigan, Rachel. Ohio since Rachel dropped boomer music for you and Todd. Yes,
2: taste. Michigan Ohio State <laughs> jingoism is phenomenal. Rank this week's level of total depravity, Todd. Ten. Shannon,
3: I've acclimated to Babylon. It's a one for me. We're good.
2: Gosh. You're calloused. <laughs> it's a one. This, 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 she
4: does live in new york th- this scale proves Never her bona fides deal. as a woman more than anything else
1: yes aaron uh it's 20 because we didn't even mention in our commentary the guy talking about kids passing around dildos and butt plugs oh my gosh you're right oh my gosh right
3: yeah yeah Sorry
1: about
4: that that's just called a teacher <laughs> oh, oh, God. dude
2: dude dude wow I don't even know how to segue. I've got to do a live read here. I'm not even sure how to segue. You know what? Let me, I'll, I'll, you know what? Let's do this. A lot of what you just saw that we talked about is directly funded by corporate America. A lot of it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. A lot of it is. And, you know, we were talking on Theology Thursday yesterday how difficult it is to, to live morally economically. To just completely divorce yourself from the welfare state and um, and and uh, you know corrupted weights and measures and currency you know and the debasement it's it's hard because it's so systemic. Uh, that's why when there are a few oases out there where you can do business with people who won't make you feel like you got to take a silkwood shower afterwards that, that you don't go in knowing I am literally spending this money so that it will be used to attack me later. Take advantage of it. And one place that you can is with our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They're the only American mobile phone company really left in America. They pretty much have the same network coverage everybody else has because everybody pretty much has the same network coverage these days. Except now you can do business with a company that is in favor of your values and puts them uh, and puts those into practice and supports them, in fact. Uh, right now, Uh, Get a free activation with the offer code Steve when you call them at 972-PATRIOT, that's 972-PATRIOT, or you can go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Once again, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Let's get to issue two, which seems like a perfect segue into what Todd was saying a few minutes ago.
1: Did America just give up? Joe Biden's approval rating has been deep in the toilet for going on years now, with the most recent polls having him underwater by between 10 to 20 points. The price of gas has remained steadily high under Biden's climate policies, and inflation has seen no meaningful slowdown in going on two years. And yet in election after election after election this fall, culminating in Tuesday's Georgia runoff, (laughs) American voters chose the party of the unpopular, dementia-ridden old fart, whose policies have resulted in high fuel prices and surging inflation. Make it make sense. First question to you, Todd.
2: For the first time in the history of direct election of U.S. senators, so we're going back about a century. For the first time in the history of direct election of U.S. senators, not a single incumbent seeking re-election lost. Not a single one despite unprecedented levels of angst in the country at the moment.
4: Did America just give up? The answer to that is something that stands out to me as one of the most important crystallizations I ever had as a listener to you. 15 years ago, uh, you, you stressed what judgment by god actually looks like not to say that it can only take one form but that judgment by god isn't necessarily is not necessarily just the meteor coming yeah. out of the sky and crushing on your head that and you said this f- like 15 years ago that judgment just looks like god okay have it your way mm-hmm. protect a- a- and thus That came from the first time I ever studied Romans closely
2: as a believer. And it just blew my mind because it says Mm -hmm. in the very first chapter that judgment often looks not like this. It can look like smiting. Mm -hmm. It can, but it often just looks like, okay, and great. So So, get what you want.
4: Yeah. uh, This on the one hand, if you don't have eyes to see and ears to hear, well, so the status quo just held that's happened before. Um, Not under circumstances like this. This is... God's judgment being turned up to eleven. You like that diaper you're sitting in? Just keep sitting in yeah, it. Yeah,
2: we'll load it some more. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, it, it, this. This is. This is divine. What we are. And again, I bring this up only because it just goes to show how all of us have feet of clay. Steve's the one who said that 15 years ago had eyes to see way beyond other people. But then it was just last month when he was saying the data shows this. Is impossible to happen mm-hmm. this is again god humbling all of us showing it turn the page because this i i'm going to make sure all of us are all of us are all humbled but so we don't keep thinking we can do the things the same way we've all is done per our last discussion as aaron said it's bone on bone now so shannon most uh, of these
2: republican senate candidates sucked yeah. And when I say most, I mean like all, but like maybe two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And two might be stretching it. Maybe if we look closely, we get to three. Chances are probably not. And, and I would, I would, I find myself in a in, in a weird situation where I am, I am flummoxed and perplexed and, de, and, and despondent that the average American has now gotten to the point they can't even be prodded to roll over and lazily and passively aggressively vote for a hack republican that will do nothing to earn that vote once in office okay right right because i don't believe the vast majority of people who didn't do that did that for the reasons someone like you for example won't do that that they're not as educated that they're not as nuanced that this yeah. that that it's not it's not a protest of a protest that there's not a a layer of analysis that they put into it. That what it, what it says to me is that impulsively they've just given up. They've gone the other way. They, they can't even vote for the rhinos anymore when they're pissed off. They've just accepted that this is their fate. Or am I wrong? Do you think more people have correctly surmised? What's the point of voting for most of these Republicans with Mitch McConnell's in charge anyway? I'd like that to be true. I'd like that to be the reason. I I just don't think that it is.
3: I think it's a combination of both. I think that we have a population of people who are um, befuddled, confused, propagandized, gaslit, divided because of uh, number one, the unibrow, right? We have to understand that the Republicans play to lose, right? Unless they can control the candidate, their job is to be the minority party and to run cover for the Democrats. So once you realize that there is a unibrow, that these two parties are playing on the same team for the larger agenda, things start to make more sense. I do think that the American people instinctively understand that the parties are the same. I think somewhere deep down there is an understanding and it's growing that there's no difference between the two, they're all corrupt. They are handing our country over to a global government as we speak. The die is already cast. But to your point, they're not that sophisticated yet. They don't, we're not ready to to identify that as a thing and then deal with it as a nation. So there was an analysis done by Daniel Horowitz about this election. And to your point, when you have a, a society that the misery index is through the roof, where there is so much angst, people are sick. Uh, this vaccine injury and what is going on in our healthcare systems is devastating people across the country. The economic policies are devastating people. We are miserable, yet, According to the analysis by Daniel, when you look at the voter rolls, people basically went to the polls. And if they were registered Republican, they voted Republican. If they were registered Democrat, they voted Democrat. That was the most consistent indicator of how people voted. So what that means is that nobody knows what to do. The U.S. right now, the people are are confused. They know they're miserable. They know something's wrong. But there's nothing coming from right wing media to explain it. And there's certainly nothing coming from left wing media to explain it. And so we're in a state of flux. If, if there's one way to an, analyze this election, that's how I would come down on it.
2: Aaron, what do you think?
1: So I hope, I hope that it is true that a lot of people just decided I, yeah, what's the point. I, I hope that's true. That's more encouraging than uh, some of the other alternatives. I think what is the more likely explanation is that for some time now people gave up. And when I say gave up, give up, um, I mean, giving up on citizenship.
2: Yeah. That's my fear too.
1: I think that's been the case for a long time. Cause you look at a Mm -hmm. lot of these races, if Mitch McConnell had not poured money into Alaska, do you think they could have put some of these, some of these candidates over the top you can debate that, but I think it's a pretty good, pretty good uh, chance that that's the that's the case. Because I mean, the Republican candidates were also very underfunded, very underfunded. So all that is to say, if it's just a matter of pouring money into races, that just means that your electorate has given up on citizenship, and it's just all yes. name ID. And this is this is not news. This is not a new phenomenon. So I think it's true yeah. that it's not just this election cycle. It's been this, ca- the, this case probably my entire life. People just gave up on citizenship.
4: All three of us are echoing why you wrote Nefarious. And yeah. the, Nefarious is telling people... I'm telling you this and saying this it's out loud because it's, it's over. over and you're too far. It's and over. I'd say it like your dunk face the ball right and you, in your face, which yes. is, has all, everything to do. And I never thought about this before, but it has to do with Dante's Inferno. When you get to that final circle of hell, the devil is encased in ice. Yes. It's the lethargy mm-hmm. of the, and he was supposed to know he's the morning star yeah. and he's just given up on all of it.
2: Oh, this is a great, uh, that's a great mm. analogy. And of course, who's in the mm-hmm. ring of hell closest to him? Judas and the traitors are. They aren't they in the ring closest to the closest to the final ring that that, that I, the enemy is in. in I Case remember there's
4: a lot of church leaders, and I just don't remember the order. I think that but, all of the traitors yeah. are in the last. But we room. were this yeah. country, the only one founded on a creed. We were the Morning Star. We just gave up on all of it. We're not citizens anymore. For example,
2: the Kirsten Cinema News today, and of course. The jokes about America's first openly bisexual senator deciding she is going to swing both ways. <laughs> just write themselves. Okay. But, but she announced today, as if she couldn't make herself even hotter, she announced today that she is leaving the Democratic Party. And she will now identify as an independent. Now, we don't know whom she will caucus with. Okay. I don't know that that's been determined or announced. Has she talked to a scientist? Is that allowed? <laughs> but, but if you had a real opposition party... Not just one that was more moderate, but real. Like you could, it, it doesn't. You can be pretty moderate and be pretty opposed to what the Democrats have become. You know what I'm trying to say? Like you could have, you could have some laissez-faire morals. And think, you know, it's a really bad idea to give nine-year-old kids butt plugs in school. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, you don't have, right. you don't have mm-hmm. to. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know, know the five points of Calvinism, or been, you know, uh, you know, been to mass in the last six years to think. I don't think. I don't know. We going to give our kids butt plugs for Christmas. I don't know. We should give them out in school. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's <laughs> a there's a pretty big chasm. <laughs> you know okay? what I'm saying? <laughs> between where the Democrats are and where a lot of other people could be to think that's crazy. All right. So it's not that they ideologically disagree, or to a degree, it's that they they literally are not an opposition party. Because if they were, Mitch McConnell would be on the phone to Joe Manchin right now. Now, wouldn't change a lot of our lives. He's not a conservative. He's not very right. Okay. But again, don't look at it the way we would look at it. Look at the way that even if they were, if they were, if it was the issue that they were just more moderate than us, an opposition party would operate. They've got 50 right now. 50 right now. We're going to flip Joe Manchin right now. He cannot win re-election in West Virginia in the current election environment in that state is mm-hmm. next time up. What's it going to take? And I mean, I'll give you any committee assignment and you're the chair. Anyone you want ways and means armed forces, anyone you judiciary, you pick the committee. You are the chair. I'll move anybody out of there, whatever it takes to get you to have you, Joe, be our 50th right now after this Kirsten cinema news. Right. That's that's what a real opposition party would do. Any scuttlebutt about that or anything at all here? In fact, did cool. any of you, any of you watching me right now, even contemplate this until I just brought it up here in the I last certainly five minutes? Ditch
4: didn't. is still too busy trying to get a handshake from the January exactly, 6 cops. <laughs> exactly.
2: That's the unibrow. It's not it, when yeah. we were when we were younger. We th- it was the conservatives against the moderates. That they were just more moderate than us. It's not about that. They ain't us. That's right. the issue. It's not degrees. It's not tactics. It's not severity. It's not not knowing what time it is or insulation. They literally ain't. Us And that's yes. why they don't think about things like what I'm saying right now, which is you offer Joe Manchin, you give him the Cubs, the, the, the offer that Andre Dawson got from the Cubs when we were kids, a blank freaking check. All right? What's it take? Yeah, Anything short of you can be Senate Majority Leader, that's my job. You can have anything else you want in the Senate, it's yours. That's how we get to 50, you're the key. But no, they're not even going right. to contemplate that because they don't want to govern. They don't want to be in that position because they're not an opposition party on any level at all. At any leadership level at all, there are pockets of opposition like Florida, Iowa, which people like Shannon try to do in their local communities. But there is no there is no meta agency for an opposition party to any to the spirit of the age in America. It doesn't exist. So true or false is the exit question. I get this in my email inbox a lot. So now I'm going to give it to you guys. There will never be fair elections en masse in America again. True or false, Aaron. True. My my inbox hates Aaron. Todd. True. It now hates you too. Shannon.
3: Not right now. Not right now. I don't think we could have fair elections somewhere down the road, but uh, right now the it's completely rigged. The there's no difference between the two parties. And we have to abort that effort. I think localism, hand to hand combat, guerrilla warfare at the local level is going to be the next 10 years. And if we can win there, then we can start to maybe trust our elections.
2: Hmm. All right, when we come back, we'll switch to the topic Todd hates the absolute most because I'm that kind of guy. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. This part of the program brought to you by our friends over at Moink, which delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door, because maybe you weren't aware that we did the same thing with the food supply, or at least... Large portions of it that we did with the medical supply and a lot of our other manufacturing supplies. We outsourced it to our enemies, like the Shycoms, like one of the leading pork producers in the country has. Chinese ownership, for example. So if you want to do it old school the way previous generations of Americans did, local farm right to your table. Do it with our friends over at Moink. Help keep America farming going right now by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Steve right now. That's Moinkbox, M-O-I-N-K, moinkbox.com slash Steve right now. And when you do, you get free filet mignon in every order that you place for a year. That's right free filet mignon in every order that you place for a year right now when you go to moinkbox.com steve m-o-i-n-k for moinkbox.com steve let's welcome back in new york talk show host shannon joy as we continue on with our weekly look at the week that was here on the dace group let's get to issue three this poll is something else
1: Radio personality Clay Travis posted this poll to his Twitter account with the caption, I'm on to 2024. What's your pick for the Republican candidate? Of the nearly 130,000 people who voted, Ron DeSantis leads Donald Trump and other with 76%. Donald Trump has around 17%. A new national poll dropped this week asking Republicans who they'd rather see run in a 2024 GOP primary. Ron DeSantis leads Donald Trump by five points.
2: First question, Aaron, I'll go to you. What do you make of these results?
1: Well, as we often say, uh, and you've reminded us, national polls for a Republican primary are worthless. The only value that they kind of have, in my opinion, is kind of sensing where the overall, at a national level, where the overall kind of feeling of a party is. And it also indicates one thing, as w- another thing that's even more important, Ron DeSantis has pretty good name ID now. Mm-hmm. He has pretty good name ID. Which is the number one thing
2: these kinds of things measure at this it's, stage. Uh,
1: 2022. If I'm not mistaken, it's, not, it's another couple of years or about a year and a half until the first uh, caucus of the 2024 cycle. To have that kind of built-in name ID now... That's a pretty big accomplishment. So that's kind of the only thing. Now, 130,000 people. That's one of the one of the largest polls I've ever seen yeah, on Twitter. I agree. And you know, you can say I don't know. I have no idea. But still, that type of margin. Let's just say, 25 to 30 percent of that were spam bots, something like that, something nefarious that's still quite the margin so um, I would say that the number one overall takeaway though is is the name
4: ID Todd what do you think it's a I'm a DeSantis supporter this is obviously a very positive uh, news to the degree it's uh, representative listen DeSantis is obviously a better politician a better statesman than than Trump Uh, but here's the real important thing going forward Going to the federal level, and this is the point I was trying to make with DeSantis uh, yesterday, he's he's going to need a lot of help if he wins at the federal level. And uh, speaking to th- the drum that Shannon bangs all the time, Sup- yes support him but supporting him fundamentally first and foremost means they're in your own backyard you need to be more ron desantis like right where you live otherwise he'll be nominated president and he'll get destroyed just like they destroyed trump if you don't think that's going to happen if you keep doing things the way you are in your own backyard and just taking it from uh you know karen's with uh pink hair who want to trans your kids DeSantis, on his own as president, does not have the power to just fight the devil all by himself. Shannon, what do you think?
3: I think it's one word. I think it's vaccines. And I think that vaccines are going to be like slavery, you know, 150 years ago, the defining issue of our time, because forced to coerce mandated vaccination uh, indicates the the corporate and governmental ownership of bodies. So I think that the people are beginning to understand this. Uh, if not uh, fully, there's, there's this angst. People are very sick from the the side effects, the adverse events of the vaccines. And I think that Ron DeSantis has been at the lead on this issue. And I think also Donald Trump has been absolutely horrible on this issue, absolutely terrible on this issue. And it is not going to go away. It will be the albatross around his neck, and it's going to tank any attempts that he makes to win the candidacy, to run for president in 2024.
2: When you saw DeSantis announce over the weekend, and he did this to the executive committee of the Florida Republican Party at the governor's mansion, that they're going to be seeking accountability for Moderna and Pfizer because of false claims of efficacy and the false claims about the rate of adverse event. Mm. You thought what when you saw that news?
3: That was tectonic, it was monumental. Not only does Ron DeSantis have a Surgeon General behind him who is very knowledgeable and passionate on this issue, he has a growing group of medical doctors, scientists, epidemiologists, and thinkers across the country who are gonna come together behind him as well. And that was evidenced by what we saw in the Ron Johnson hearings yesterday on Capitol Hill. So this is the first time that we have had a politician, a a political entity with power, an administration in one of the largest states in the country, give words to vaccine injury, acknowledge that vaccine injury exists, that pharmaceutical companies need to be held accountable. And I'm telling you this as someone who has been reporting on vaccines for over seven years, This is monumental. It's unlike anything we've seen. And it's a good sign if we can continue um, to, to push this issue. More and more people are waking up. The other the other reason I think this is happening is because so many people are injured. You can't argue with 1.5 million um, reports of adverse events and deaths on VARES, and that's undercounted by at least 10, maybe 20%, according to the vSAFE data that is coming out. There, there are too many broken bodies. There are too many sick people. People are beginning to connect the dots, and Ron DeSantis is placing himself right where he needs to be when the American people wake up.
2: We have seen much of Trump's polling inevitability collapse yes. since the election, comprehensively. Um, Aaron's right. The the really irrelevant, just pure name ID measuring national polls are starting to catch up with this. But we saw this in battleground state polls, early state polls. We have, we've seen that, uh, seen this going on for weeks. If it, what I... I because I've finally learned my lesson after all conventional wisdoms were completely and, and all congruencies of how elections are conducted were completely and totally destroyed in this last midterm election. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to give an analysis. What, the analysis I would have given in any other era is I don't know how he recovers. He has he has 10,000 percent name ID. He has negative unfavorables. There's there's not a lot of persuadable people left. People whose minds about Donald Trump one way or the other are not made up. This is what Desantis has largely done, strictly off of what he d- winning the Florida election. He hasn't even really started campaigning yet. hasn't put an organization on the ground yet. He's not doing national speaking or anything of that nature to even indicate he's a candidate. Which means that people are aspirationally hoping for him before they even before he even shows up to shake their hand. So. If anything, I would argue that under any other previous environment, DeSantis actually hasn't even hit a ceiling yet. Mm. And that Trump probably has hit his. But since we're not in those any other environments, and I really am, I think I proved in this last election, I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm not going to give that analysis. I, so my question simply is, if you were in Donald Trump's orbit right now, what would you be telling him to do? Todd.
4: Get out now. Is that yeah. one of the options or is it just assuming that can be the option think, you choose if you want? I, just had to, I don't think that's possible to be in his orbit and have that as an option yep. uh, at all. But I would I would absolutely you, you listen, you, you've you got because of everything Shannon just said, and obviously I'm the anti-vaxxer on the show. So you've got you've got to figure out how to get on this that side of this thing. Mm. You have to. It doesn't matter who your J&J buddies are. This, mm-hmm. the, this train has left the station. Uh, this and, requires some and, classic Trump it, gaslighting, basically. And people are very familiar with you gaslighting things, so yep. they'll probably just accept Eat it. it. Yeah, yeah. But you got to. Okay. Yeah. You agree with that, Shannon?
3: Yeah. Uh, the vaccine issue, again, is going to be the defining issue of our time. It's it. Republicans better figure this out very fast. Aaron. It's going to change everything. Everything.
1: If I were in Donald Trump's orbit, what would I tell him? I would tell him to make Mitch McConnell your foil. It distracts from the fact that that's a, lot of, analysis. A, a lot of your candidates mm-hmm. lost. It puts the ire where it really deserves to be. And just make him your female dog basically every single morning. Uh, your middle name is Mitch McConnell sucks. Donald Mitch McConnell sucks Trump. That's That's what I would mm. tell him to do.
2: That's that's pretty good analysis as well. Um, because, you know, the one thing I used to say during the 2016 campaign is on his own, the, the public persona he has politically crafted is, is exhausting. It's overwhelming. It, 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 it can, it can be deflating even amongst those who are rooting him on. but, When you give him a foil, he's King freaking Kong. The the problem with going against DeSantis right now, in many respects, as I think about this, Trump has the same problem with DeSantis that we had with Trump in the Cruz campaign. We we always knew we were going to have to go after him, but we didn't want to do it too early because there'd be so much blowback from our own base. and, And you saw that happen to Trump. Went after DeSantis too early, massive blowback from his own base, right? Okay. Same thing happened to him. But so but you can't do it too late either. If you wait too long, you know, He's running downhill. He broke free from the line of scrimmage. He's on the second level. He's running in the open field. You ain't bringing that fullback down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when do you do that? And we we, we, we nailed it on the Cruz campaign when we agreed to not do it early. We watched what happened to Bobby Jindal and Rand Paul and Scott Walker and all these people when they tried doing it. They got annihilated. So we went over here and won our bracket, the evangelical bracket, and let everybody else worry about Trump. Then the argument came, though, and it was clearly down to a top three between us Rubio and Trump we were the clear top three there was a major internal argument among us about do we get rid of Rubio or now is the time to go after Trump and I was in the camp of we have to confront Trump now it, because right. if you get rid of Rubio they'll just elevate John Kasich right. and the, the, the establishment won't be without a candidate here and, and and Trump will be so far ahead and gather up so much steam we won't be able to do it I lost that argument. Okay. Others thought we should wait until and, and thought we could really get into a race where it was just going to be us versus Donald Trump. I never thought we could possibly craft that outcome. And I think in some respects, Trump, the shoe is on the other foot. It, to be very strategic about when it is time to truly confront Ron DeSantis. He tried it too early and it backfired on him miserably. Wait too long, though, and dude is running to daylight. Like it won't even be close. So I don't, I, I don't envy them trying to figure that out. But I think one way to figure that out is on the vaccine issue, as the two of you have suggested for sure. Because even if you even if you correctly calculate now's the time to try to take DeSantis down, you're trying to catch up with as You put it One of you guys did the albatross. Right. So you're running with he's ahead of you. And now you're running to catch up to him with that weight on your back at the exact same time. Exit or exit question. Which 2024 ticket is more likely Trump Stefanik or DeSantis Haley?
1: I'll go first. Trump's okay. Stefanik. I'm sticking with this until I'm proven otherwise.
4: Okay. DeSantis Haley. What do you think, Shannon? Uh,
3: DeSantis Haley. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't even begin to know in <laughs> 2024. Yeah, I'll All go right. with DeSantis.
2: Let's go to our kicker question very quickly. If you could make for issue four, if you could make one living person run for president in 2024, who would it be and why? Aaron.
1: Besides Ron DeSantis? Yes. Okay. Uh, Joe Rogan.
2: You know, you, you know, if you want to pick Ron DeSantis, too, I'm fine with that, too. Should we take I him off that. the board? All right, t- let's take DeSantis off the board. Okay, yeah. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Interesting. Todd?
4: I'm not even kidding. Admiral Dick Levine. Let everybody see it. Just All get busy
2: it. living or get busy dying. Well, let's bulls on parade. Let's it. let the freak flag fly. Yes. Yeah, oh, I'm, nice. I'm feeling you. Okay, Shannon?
3: If it isn't Jesus Christ, I don't think it matters. So none of the above. <laughs> the presidency is done. I don't think anyone can can take it. I'd I'd prefer for DeSantis to stay in Florida. That's where the battle is. There's a good there's
2: a group of you that think that way. That you just don't stay in Florida when you're term limited and you have I the know. national polling profile that he has. Right? If he could run yeah. three or four terms and turn Florida into dissident stand, I think he'd be heavily tempted. But he can't. He's term limited out. So Yeah. All right, let's get to our predictions. Todd, go
4: uh i think that uh off errands about a notion of trump and mitch mcconnell i think mcconnell anticipates that in is putting things in motion to do the opposite that mcconnell is prepared to uh actively torpedo trump's notions of being president of the united states again as
2: opposed to all the other ways he vo- he already has tried to torpedo oh, it. T-
4: he's going to turn, he's gonna he's turn like it up. He's going to try to shoot him?
2: I mean, what's left for Mitch McConnell to do at this he's point? He's going to turn to, it. You know, put out a hit on Donald Trump. He's going to turn it up to 11. Okay, that would be it. Okay. So Trump gets some security, apparently.
1: Aaron. Uh, so I believe uh, before Biden leaves office and possibly as soon as first or second quarter of uh, next year, TikTok will finally be banned, not primarily, though, because it's a Chinese psyop or security concerns like it's been (laughs) rumored. It's because YouTube has been losing ground to TikTok, and we have to protect
2: our we have more, to protect our, our native censorship exactly mechanism. exactly that is some hella analysis
1: so uh and okay. i don't know if you've noticed this as well youtube shorts which is youtube's attempt to do mm-hmm. TikTok videos they've been putting some serious marketing money into that so i think they're just trying to get establish a little bit of a foothold with that format and then once they kind of have their own thing then that's when they'll make the switch
2: shannon quickly go ahead
3: um i'll just say this that lady is a dude and I think that's going to come, become a thing very soon.
2: Just calling these ladies dudes to their faces?
3: <laughs> that, no, that lady is <laughs> the lady that everyone's talking about. I'm trying to like do this in code here so that I don't okay. get canceled. Right. But the lady is a dude. I'm convinced of it. It's okay. going around. Okay. And I think it's going to become a thing very soon.
2: <laughs> I'm going to predict Kevin McCarthy will cut a deal with right wingers to generate the 218 votes he needs to become speaker. Signs of this are already occurring, like him his move right on the omnibus, the military poison jab mandate. And I'm going to actually predict that this will end up being a better outcome for us. A weakened, desperate, and needy Kevin McCarthy would be a better outcome for us than trying to find the ideal, actual conservative speaker at this point to get people to rally behind. That's my prediction. Shannon, good to see you. Merry Christmas. We'll see you in the new year. All right, take care. Bye, guys. You bet. We'll come back with hour two and feedback Friday next. Two, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. And you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parler, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, TikTok, and Instagram. Speaking of which, I will be doing an Instagram Live today at 4 p.m. Eastern. So if you are one of our Instagram followers, at Steve Dace Show, I'll be doing an Instagram live today, Ask Me Anything. That's coming up later today, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Instagram, at Steve Dace Show. You can also find me at uh, rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show, and that's where you'll find clips of the show, free of any censorship and free to watch. And then, of course, don't forget, uh, if you are a podcast listener. If you've yet to do this, please hit subscribe or follow if that's the button nowadays. You can also leave us a five-star review if you like us. If you don't, don't lie. But if you do, like, really like us. We would appreciate that. And thank you to all of you that have done that for us already. And if you have a new five-star review for us and you want to embed a question for a, a, a forthcoming, ask me anything, you'll go to the front of the line for consideration when you put that question into your brand new five-star review. So thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. This part of the show brought to you by Jace Medical. You know, in the, the past couple of years have taught us anything. It's to be as self-reliant and prepared as absolutely possible. One thing we often overlook in our state of preparedness, medication. That's why. That's why we're partnering up here with Jace Medical. How many of us tried to get medications that were venerable, proven, successful, safe, that would have saved lives, both our own lives of people we care about during this pandemic, and they wouldn't let us have them. Now we have an amoxicillin shortage because we've outsourced about 80% of our antibiotic curation to the Shycoms, and their country is in a meltdown at the moment. Make sure you get a hold of our friends over at Jace Medical and do it today. Get the Jace Case 5 venerable antibiotics, including amoxicillin. And it's, by the way, if you have a penicillin allergy like I do, it's cousin that is safe, and it, as an alternative, doxycycline, that's in the uh, that's in the Jace case as well. Uh, it takes just a few minutes to answer a few questions at jacemedical.com. That's J as in jump, as in jump at this now. Don't wait. Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Use the offer code DACE10 to get $10 off your order. DACE10 for $10 off your order when you go to jacemedical.com. As we begin Feedback Friday, a couple of shout-outs. Jared writes, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer recently. And so now we begin this journey. Can you please give her a shout out? Uh, She and I both listen to your show daily. And absolutely. And uh, he's asking for prayer for his his mother, Linda, as well. So those of you that are prayer warriors out there, you want to add Linda, your fellow Blaze viewer slash listener to your list uh, for her battle against cancer. I know that Jared and his entire family would definitely appreciate that. And then, where did it go? Oh, did I lose it? Don't tell me I lost it. I had it queued up. Where is it? Dang it. Bear with me. I got to find it. I got to find this. Here it is. Okay. Ron wants to wish his wife, Barbara, a happy birthday. Ron wanted me to wish his wife, Barbara, a happy birthday last year at this time. Um, but we missed it before we could go live on the air. So I wanted to make sure her birthday is today, December the 9th. So I wanted to make sure I told them, Hey, I'm sorry about that. Ping me a year later and I'll make sure we get the birthday shout out mixed in. So Ron did that. So Ron wants to wish his wife, Barbara, a happy birthday today, December the 9th. So wanted to get that done.
1: Happy birthday, Barbara
2: indeed they're coming to get you barbara just kidding
4: all right let's get to some feedback friday you guys ready to go
1: you bet
2: and our
4: birthday isn't happy any longer (laughs) (laughs) it got it just got creepy yes um
2: this is a long note but i think you'll realize why i shared it when i got done this is from carol hamill I want to thank you for your comments last week regarding end of life issues. You could not have been more correct about a purpose until your last breath. But let me start at the beginning. I apologize for the length. It's just hard to compress one's life into a few short sentences. My parents were both believers. They met in Bible school in the 1940s. Dad was able to attend for one semester, then had to return home when his older brothers went off to war. That didn't stop him from courting his girl, who would later go on to be my mother. I cannot tell you how blessed I am having two devoted parents. Growing up, I often fought the discipline and teaching they provided, but they led me to the Lord and encouraged me to follow him and only him. That steadfast belief is what gave me a solid foundation to see the world in the past couple of years for what they are. My mother passed in 2015 and in 2018, dad fell ill. Since my husband and I live close by, his care fell on me. His declining health meant he needed more care. So we found a private care home. We had many good folks or many good talks. And when his heart uh, and when his heart started to weaken, I had to tell him that he didn't have much time. He asked me if he could have a new heart. I thought that was strange. A strong Christian. I knew he was not afraid to die and was looking forward to going home. So I asked him why he simply stated he wanted to be with us and he still had more to do. His time was getting short and the head nurse came to me and asked me if they could start giving him pain meds. Dad had told me that he didn't want them. He wanted to be able to visit. He would tolerate the discomfort so he could visit us. I stood my ground and the head nurse was not happy. She tore a strip off me about what that uh, would happen if he takes a turn and we can't get meds. I told her that it was dad's wishes and the Lord would provide. On the Friday before our Thanksgiving long weekend here in Canada, Dad was looking forward to my brother and some of the grandkids visiting. He was hanging on as long as he could. Saturday morning, they finally arrived and Dad spent the day talking with everyone. He told us how he would be going home in three days. Later that evening, Dad took a turn. He was now too weak to stay awake. And so I went to the head nurse and said, it's time for the meds to make him comfortable. She looked at me and said, how do you expect me to get the meds from the doctor on the weekend? I just said to call him. She came back and told me she couldn't believe it, but she had managed to reach the doctor while he was traveling. I spent the next couple of days at dad's bedside. A couple of months prior, he had made me promise that he wouldn't die alone. It breaks my heart to think of all those who died alone because of COVID the past couple of years. They and their loved ones were robbed of God's blessings. Tuesday morning, family and friends surrounded my dad, sharing our stories with him. Then his pastor came. He said he couldn't stay long, but he said the Lord spoke to him and told him to come right away. So he canceled an appointment and came to dad's bedside. After a short visit, his pastor prayed for all of us who had been blessed by his life and committed dad to the Lord. I had my hand over dad's heart as the pastor said, amen. I felt dad take his last breath and his heart stopped. He was gone. The impact in the room was immense to his dying breath dad had a ministry. A week later I got a letter from the head nurse telling me that she witnessed what she witnessed with my father would forever impact her. Steve, you are 100% correct. The Lord can and will use us until our last breath if we are truly good and faithful servants. Thank you to your team for the ministry that you guys have. So that was in response to the 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 push in Canada where Carol is from for death with dignity. Remember, I think Aaron you had the story in your montage about the veteran The female veteran who just needed a stair lift in her home. That's it. Just needed a stair lift in her home. That's all. Totally lucid, totally competent. Just needed a stair lift in her home. She's disabled. And a veteran. Served her country. And the Canadian government responded by asking her, um, do you want to consider end of life issues? And I just want to reiterate, there is no such thing as a death with dignity. It doesn't exist. It's a lie. Death in and of itself is an indignity. Death is a result of our fall. Death is a result of what we have done. But God, through his son, made a way for the last enemy, death, to be conquered. Now, death can have meaning. And that's what Carol describes here with her father. Or love knows nothing greater than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Sacrificial love, offering yourself up, your life up in place of those you care about. Or even in place of people you don't, but you're just living the commandment to love your neighbor as you love yourself to your last breath. There can be meaning in that. But death in and of itself is an indignity. Those who are pushing dignity and death, dignified dying, hate life. All the people pushing dignity and death don't believe in the sanctity of life. They're pushing you and others to end your lives so that they no longer have to worry about taking care of you or even acknowledging you at all. It's a five-year plan. It's a purging, it's a culling. It's a taking out of the trash from their point of view. There's nothing high-minded about it at all. It's frankly as undignified as it gets. It's demonic, actually. What Carol just shared, what went on in her family, all the way to her dad's dying breath, That's holy right there. You guys have any thoughts?
4: Here's the problem with comfort it's in your suffering, whether in death or in life, that you have the most to do. You can't be afraid of comfort. God's calling you to suffer on his behalf. Just a little bit, won't you?
1: To the spirit of the age, I like how Oron, I think it's Oron McIntyre, puts it, the United States, the West, it's just an economic zone. There's nothing else going on here. To the spirit of the age, and I'll add, to the spirit of the age, you and I and everyone listening, we're just widgets, just widgets, it's no mistake that the, the same people who believe that we are the plague on the planet are the same ones who insist on things like late-term baby killing. And if you can't kill them, then they're killed their souls. And if you cannot kill their souls and they make it long enough or any place along the way... We will help you die. Every, you notice a trend here. Every single every single turn with the spirit of the age, it is death mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the human being. Mm-hmm. There's no mistake for that. And mm-hmm. when you watch Nefarious, when you watch Nefarious, I promise you, you will put some things together in a very powerful way. The, there's a take... And I'm not going to give much away, but there is a take on this that will really make sense of a lot of things you see day to day.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Death, despair. Those are things that come from darkness. And you can tell when the agenda... You know a tree by its fruit. You can tell when the agenda is dark. Because that's what it produces. Death. Despair. Degeneracy. Debauchery. That's what you're seeing a lot of now. That's why we use phrases like demonic and spirit of the age on the show. Because we're not dealing with simple political agendas anymore. Not even dealing really with... Radical Marxist theories. You're really dealing with the entities and the beings and the realm and the stronghold from which such ideologies that produce such rotten fruit emerge. And behold, such forces have been unleashed openly in our society now. Joel writes, I was putting my nine-year-old son to bed. I began to scroll through Twitter for some of the disappointing election updates. I went to your page, and he immediately noticed your pinned tweet regarding your new children's book, Why Thanksgiving. My son told me that they had read, just read that book as a third-grade class at his school the day before. And he began to relay to me the Pilgrim story as documented in your book. Obviously, and he puts this in all caps, this isn't a government school. And to reemphasize to me the importance of our small Christian school and the worldview we attempt to instill in our students. The dichotomy between your book and the literature floating around public school libraries could not be greater. And I'm blessed to have my children enrolled at an institution that is actively seeking out and teaching the truth in these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you for all you guys do. That's from Joel. So, Joel, I don't know how old you are. I'm guessing you're at least in Aaron's generation if you've got a nine year old, at least. But this story here that's in that book over there, Why Thanksgiving? And Postal Press told me last week, this is the, this may end up being the most profitable book that they published in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, I just, I can't thank you enough. And the bad slash good news is, I'm already being pestered for what the next one in this series now will be, <laughs> okay? But um, when we were kids... We did read these, we did read this story in schools. It was read to us when we were kids in government schools. When we were kids, this was the this story is really not that much different. And that's on purpose, by the way. It's not that much different to what the second half of Charles Schultz's Peanuts Thanksgiving special every year was. The second half was the 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 true story of the pilgrims. That was the second half of the story. The true story of the Mayflower, true the giant screw, all that stuff's in Schultz's animated feature. They don't show it on broadcast television anymore. Because they don't want you to know. Because, and this is why I read this note right after the one I just read before. Because this is, you want to talk Dichotomy your child read that story and was inspired you were inspired by your child's inspiration i told I told someone I deeply care about earlier today who sent me a note that they they've they have been feeling a lot of conviction about being honest about where they're at in life right now and But now it's starting to feel like it's overwhelming, like they can't get to where they want to go. And I wrote this person back and I said, if it's gotten to that point, then we're not, if it's a burden, that's not conviction. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will take your burdens, you take mine. For my burden is easy and my yoke is light. What is that a reference to? We, we think that is poetic language. It's actually a very direct reference. When you were called to be an apprentice of the rabbi. And by the way, I think I've said, I've said this before. But in the first century, the rabbi would call you by saying, come and follow me. That is why when Jesus shows up and says to Peter on the shore and the others there, come and follow me. They weren't like, uh, trance, uh, no, that's not, no, they understood what that meant. First of all, but the fact that they were fishermen meant when the, when they were young, when they were youngsters and, and, and it was being determined whether they were capable of becoming priests. The fact that they're fishermen or day laborers means they were passed over. It means they were already determined, deemed, they weren't worthy of that calling. So they needed a backup plan, a trade, a skill, hard work instead. So they didn't get picked. So now, many years later, to hear the rabbi say to them, come follow me, that harkened back to their youth. The calling that, they, that every Jewish boy wanted and very few got. For many are called, but few are chosen. That's another. Again, we are looking at these lines like Jesus is some soothsayer. He is speaking a language and making references culturally that are very relevant to that period of time in which he is speaking into.
4: He is fulfilling them. Yes. They understood what these references.
2: They they didn't have to go through some kind of glossary or look these things. What's he talking about? Wow. Let's follow him around and, and write down sayings because they're so profound. It wasn't like that. He was very accessible, actually. And he was speaking accessibly. Parables. Language they would get, yes. They knew what these references meant. It was in their vernacular. They spoke like this. The people did. So many had been called, but few were chosen. They didn't get chosen, so now they're they're working penub, man. Hard work. Now the rabbi shows up years later when they've been passed over. They're just going to live a mundane life and now says, come follow me. That's why they dropped their nets and followed him. Wasn't he put him in a trance? Was it some mantra? Likewise, when the rabbi chose you to follow him. Very common kind of initiation. A little bit like when you're in the when you're on the varsity, the freshmen carry your bags, right? On a college team. The freshmen carry the, carry the upperclassmen stuff. On a pro team, the rookies carry the bags for the veterans. Part of the initiation of, of, sh- of, of showing you're willing to work your way up, to, to earn your keep, to know your station, not take it for granted. And so when you were called to be the understudy of the rabbi, you carried his scrolls. Guys, they didn't, they didn't have the Bible on a phone, folks. Mass scrolls, handwritten Ever seen how long the books of Jeremiah and Isaiah are? Very is the answer. These are thick, heavy. They carry, the rabbis carry these with them. They're tassels, they're other mementos. And so, as the apprentice, as the Levite apprentice, you carried this for the rabbi. These would be long days. You'd be on foot. It was often very warm. And so as the assistant, you carried his burden. You carried the rabbi's burden. Jesus is the rabbi that comes and says, I'll carry yours all the way to the cross and beyond. And so if if you're feeling conviction that turns into burden that turns into despair, that it, it doesn't inspire you, it doesn't motivate you, doesn't elevate you, doesn't propel you, but feels like something you can't ever accomplish or ever get ahead of. I promise you, that ain't from above. That is always from below. Or your mind, as the great prophets, the ghetto boys once saying, your mind is playing tricks on you. Because when God breaks us, it is to propel us. It is not to leave us in despair. Darkness is what is what advances despair. Lisa writes, I don't believe that all the respected analysts got this election outcome wrong. Do we really think that the majority of Americans are okay with continuing high gas prices, food prices, an invasion at the southern border? Is it possible that Democrats were smarter this time about controlling vote totals so they trickle out? My polling place had 279 voters and 207 voted for Fetterman. My neighbor worked that polling place. That's from Lisa. I think we're saying the same thing. One somebody sent me a note the other day that said, we don't have a party. We need another party. We need another party, but here's the thing. If we were in a position where we could actually assemble that level of alternative, guess what we would already have? That. An alternative. That's, that's why when we, this used to come up a lot in the Tea Party era, I would say things like, you know, before we try to form a third party, can we see what a second party looks like first? Likewise. The same impulses the same sloth, the same give up that would propel someone to say, I guess we can't do any better than this. So let's just accept how crappy the country is. It are all this is all the same impulses, sloth and give up that would allow people to keep stealing elections from you out in the open. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it doesn't make a difference whether people knowingly said, let's do it. <laughs> I love the am Embrace the suck. There's no difference in what in what causes a society to say, embrace the suck, to it is what it is, can't do anything about the it cheat. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So if you prefer to believe that your neighbors agree with you and are and and, and just are having their their votes, then it's Wayland. Putin just just having them trashed fine if you prefer to believe that I don't know that elections are that far gone as much as the people are it's the same outcome from the same and it's and a lot of times when we say it's the same outcome anyway it's not from the same premise this one is it's from the exact same premise the same premise that says we can't do anything better than a dementia patient driving the country into a ground into the ground. It's the same impulse that says, well, they're just going to steal it anyway, so what does it matter? All the same stuff. The same premise, same application, same result. So it doesn't matter then. Does it matter if they're stealing it or does it matter in the open and no one will do a damn thing about it? I mean, Elon Musk is literally putting out smoking gun evidence. Guys, chain of custody levels of evidence for impeachments, imprisonments. Oh, nothing will happen. Okay, then. That's on us. That's on us, then. That's what government by the consent of the governed means. That's on. A, that's a you problem in the end. That's an us problem. So whether they're just stealing it out in the open and no one will do a damn thing,
4: or they're just destroying it out in the open and no one will do a damn thing. Todd, it's the same thing. Yeah, this is what my frustration is with Arizona right now. You, you Just kidding owned by somebody like Katie hobbs again right out in the open and i can't we've talked about this regarding other issues before but you know we can't want this more than you. you you you've got to do something different you cannot expect this level of debauchery out in the open and just and Strug and say there's nothing to be done about it, uh, it the, the fact that I mean really the fact to Steve's point the fact that Fetterman is there at all is a guarantee that somebody's going to try to steal your election <laughs> and so what are we prepared to do about that probably do something to make sure that Oz is not your alternative no matter whether Trump endorsed him or not Don and if you can't get Carrie Lake, to light the fire under you down in Arizona, I don't think you can be lit on fire. I I don't know. Yeah,
2: I we haven't talked much about her because I I honestly I can't. I I mean I was without name dropping. I was texting with Charlie Kirk about this earlier this week, and we both agreed we are beyond depressed at at what at, at, at her not becoming governor. Mm-hmm. I guess is how I will put it. Yeah. Okay. I, maybe the best candidate I've encountered in my career. And I just, I'm so broken up about it, I can't even talk about it. You know, I just have to act like it didn't happen and then ignore it. What a devastating loss of opportunity that was for the state of Arizona, the people of Arizona. Yeah. Devastating. And now I'm talking about it and I'm getting depressed again. Yeah. <laughs> We're up against the clock. I don't know if I got time for this one. I don't think I do. All right, I've got two here I want to get into in the next segment that I think have an interesting opportunity for you guys to chime in on individual bullet points. Okay. Okay. And one of them is political, and one of them is pop culture. Um. And then we won't talk about Carrie Lake anymore because then I won't, I won't be big sad. I'm serious. I mean, I, 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 I think, I, I think that, well, I just, I think at a minimum she would have been a DeSantis, at a minimum, a DeSantis.
4: Yeah, at, so at it's a minimum, not minimum another dissent. Important point about so it's not theoretical. Just look over to the east there and look what how that state is right. flourishing right. and you passed. Right. You passed. Yeah. And because of and a lot of people are saying yeah because of mean tweets basically. She said, "Do you if you were with team GOP, the hell with you or something like that?" Yeah. Okay, so you went... Cheating and destitution. Right. Hey,
2: hope it's not your kids. Yeah. That OD on the fentanyl, you're going to continue to let over your, yeah. your southern border human uh, trafficking trading post there. Hope it's not your, hope, hope you're not the one getting the phone call at 2 a.m. about the overdose. Enjoy your vote. Oh. back here on The Steve Day Show. And I've mentioned before, we had so much good positive reaction from Our viewers and listeners who tried one of our new partners this year, Eden Pure's Thunderstorm Air Purifier. It uh, takes away odors from litter boxes, trash cans, uh, smoke, dirty diapers, so much more. Uh, And it does it without filters. It's a filterless proprietary technology that they use. So after you purchase their units, you're not going to be then spending money out of your own pocket, replacing the filters or even the time of doing that replacing either. Uh, They come in packs of three all right and you can get the uh, the three pack unit right now for under $200 and see if you might not be the next person that is so impressed by what they see they send me a note about what the Eden Pure air purifier did for you your home your your retreat your cottage your cabin your place of work go to edenpuredeals.com to take advantage of this offer right now and you'll get to free shipping as well so free shipping and all three units for under 200 bucks and free shipping When you go to EdenPureDeals.com, again, that's EdenPureDeals.com, and use the promo code Steve3. That's promo code Steve3. And I also need to mention, because I brought this up the other day, that if you're looking for Blaze swag for the Blaze fan in your family, or maybe that's you for Christmas, all right, um, we are recommending strongly that you put an order in by close of business Monday to guarantee delivery by Christmas Eve, given the performance we have seen from our post office the last couple of Christmases. okay? So We are recommending strongly you put your order in by close of business Monday in order to get and guarantee delivery for Christmas Eve. Uh, You want to see what we have? A lot of cool swag. Aaron's wearing one of my sweatshirts right now. You can get that uh, at uh, the Blaze store if you want. But everybody, today's Chad Prather's 50th birthday. We've got their swag there ladder with Crowder all of us are there of course Glenn all of us there the the baby lives matter stuff that you see Aaron Ware every now and then on the show that's there too just go to shop.blazemedia.com <clears throat> pardon me shop.blazemedia.com dot dot again that is shop s-h-o-p shop.blazemedia.com and use the code dace20 to get 20 percent off code dace20 to get 20 percent off when you go to shop.blazemedia.com and we strongly urge you uh to do it by close of business monday to guarantee delivery by christmas eve all right let's get to some more feedback friday you guys ready to go Yes. Yep. All right. So let's get to the two emails that I teased before the break. All right. Steve Heverin says, I'm I'm going back and forth trying to filter and be unbiased in my thoughts, surmising Trump and DeSantis. So I'm asking myself a few questions. Let's go through these one 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 on one. Okay. Number one, would Donald Trump have taken Disney head on and not backed down? You can even answer the question, or just think: Is that a good question to ask? I think that's yeah. a real, the, the, uh, when, I, the reason I chose this. Spoiler alert: I think these are really good questions to ask. Whether you have the you agree with his answers or not is entirely up to you. But I think they're I, great questions.
1: I think, yeah, I mean it's it is true for things like he tells this story all the time, and it's true. Some of the things he's negotiated, I think, bo he renegotiated, He just fleeced Boeing on the Air Force One or something like that which in the grand scheme of the federal budget is not that big, you know, not that big of an expenditure. Um, I think he would have if the if the opportunity was there. I'm not sure if he would have followed through like DeSantis has, but uh, I think he would have taken them on.
4: Unless there was some J&J buddy reason there. I think. Yeah, I think. There's reason to believe he would have. Would Ron DeSantis have
2: nominated three Supreme Court justices that would overturn Roe?
4: Yes, I think there's reason to believe he would.
1: Sure.
2: Would Donald Trump have suspended a state attorney for refusing to enforce federal law?
1: No. No.
2: In fact, if anything, Trump's hands-offishness when it came to fears of his authoritarian tendencies ended up being his undoing mm-hmm. as a president, right? By not confronting such elements, by not purging them, by not locking her up, so to
1: speak. 90% of his instincts were like dead-on correct.
2: Absolutely dead-on correct. Hundred percent. Yes. Number four. Would Ron DeSantis have pulled the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Accords?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: I think so. Number five. Would Ron DeSantis have moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem?
4: Yeah. Mm.
2: See, this is the thing that I think all governors have to answer is the foreign policy. Issue. It's not the gatekeeper issue it was when you and I were growing up because of the omnipresence mm-hmm. of the Cold War, but it is still something that is largely unproven. Now, I'm going to guess he's got some form of a foreign policy record because he was a member of Congress, remember, right? And so maybe there, there'll be some vetting to do there, but.
1: I'm going to say no. I, I just think the priority, the, 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 the list of priorities, there's a lot more higher priority items. And
2: number six, I think we all know you guys' answer to this one. Would Donald Trump have the only state in the nation's Department of Health to advise against jabbing the children? No. 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 I mean, anything, he would be pimping it, right? So if if, if, if you're, if this is, first of all, what do you think about these questions that Steve is asking himself as a critical thinking exercise? I think that's a good slate of questions to be asking. I think so.
4: It's not, not
1: sufficient, but I mean, it's not 100% sufficient, but it's a very good start.
4: Not only good, but if you are in a position where you feel torn, where your instincts aren't mm-hmm. more easily leading you in another direction, this is exactly what an adult has to do mm-hmm. to make hard decisions. Yeah, I agree. And this actually goes to what Shannon was talking about last hour in the day Group,
2: because... When you went through the first five, these were pretty even between the two, right? The sixth one is where there is clear separation Mm -hmm. between the two. Clear. Um, And when I say pretty even, it didn't mean that they were equally good on every question. But that, like, if you weren't sure that DeSantis would have moved the embassy to Jerusalem and we watched Trump do it. On the other hand, you may not be sure that Trump would... uh, Uh, suspend a state attorney and we watched DeSantis do that. Meaning that the culmination of those five questions, if you were just doing tallies on a scorecard and you got through those five, they were probably going to be pretty even. Mm -hmm. That sixth one though is where there is clearly a chasm of difference between the two, right? Sure. And that goes to what Shannon was talking about last hour. But I think that's a really good, regardless of how you answer those questions, I think the willingness to ask yourself those kinds of questions is a really good critical yes. thinking exercise. Steve, that's good. What's well done. All right. Brian writes, I was born in 1974. So you're about Todd and I's age. What movies that you saw in your childhood are either building blocks to the principles you hold or are lenses through which you see the world. I, I was reading something that, um, uh, um, a friend of mine sent me about the daily wires, uh, entree into creating original content. And uh, I think I sent it to you guys last night, didn't I, to yeah. read? It's really fascinating to read it. And uh, Jeremy Boring, who's their Tyler Gaston kind of combined CEO. Uh, and, and he's kind of the mastermind of this over there. And what was he said? He goes, my worldview is basically the Bible, 90s country music, um, and, I th- and the Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> it's just like... It's not much different from how I would surmise things, right? Okay. So these are movies that helped to frame his worldview. Okay. Here's his examples. And this is from Brian who writes Rambo first blood.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. A heck of a start. Yeah. Survival skills and, 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 and don't, um, unquestionably trust authority. Those are the lessons you got. Okay. Yeah. All right. Red Dawn. Kind of the same two lessons, right? I freaking loved Red Dawn. One of my favorite movies as a kid. I mean, I'd I'd watch it every time it came on, and I also thought it was so cool that they named themselves Wolverines. Terminator, Prepper and Human Autonomy is Paramount. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is thematic. War Games. Again, human autonomy is paramount. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then E.T., don't trust the government. Are you sensing a theme here?
4: A little bit. Yes. Um, what do you think of his list? I love it. Man, great movies. Great movies. I mean, i done War Games. That's a...
2: That's, the only way to yeah. win the game is not to play. Yeah, Phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely um, phenomenal.
1: Fun fact, I, I've only watched War Games. Um and the way i watched it what were those big this this was a technology i don't think that stuck around very long those big discs uh, that they would put movies on do you guys know what laser I'm discs talking? back I in think the day it was a laser disc yeah, yeah i yeah. actually watched it on a laser disc
2: yeah my aunt and uncle had a laser disc player and the first movie they bought for it was rocky 3 hmm. i remember watching rocky 3 on it when i was a kid i'd completely forgotten about laser discs but yeah um for me, I mean, I would kind of channel Jeremy Boring. I mean, a lot of my worldview is basically the Bible, church history, the Godfather movies, and Lord of the Rings. Star Wars. Yeah. But, there's a, but there is a scene, I remember, there was a, there's a scene in Star Wars. It's an Empire Strikes Back. And it's when uh, Luke is training on Dagobah. And he senses the, the dark side in the cave okay and this is before you know that Darth Vader is Luke's father you don't know this Mm -hmm. yet you know and so he goes into the cave to be tested and sees Vader he's in a rage and uh, grabs a lightsaber and I think strikes him down and then the head rolls off the neck and the helmet opens up and it's his face inside not somebody else's and I carried that with me a lot a lot growing up like how do i not become like this you know because the rage that i'd have to just go into the basement put headphones on um and listen to hours of pop music uh in order to just try to drown my drown it out calm down not get caught up in it but i mean i that scene stuck with me well into my adult years of how do i not let that sort of succumb my anger at what's going on here with my old man. How do, I, how do I not let that rage overcome me so that I end up becoming exactly like that, which I, you know, claim to be enraged by. Right. So that would be an example from the Star Wars movies. But certainly the Lord of the Rings films, the Godfather movies, church history, high school and the Bible. Pretty much my entire worldview can be culminated in 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 some booyah base of those things
4: you my know, my life uh is layered in the uh same, same way i think it's interesting from a f- a faith perspective the the force was uh i it, it unpacking it is challenging because if you know uh george lucas and he likes um uh, joseph campbell hero a thousand faces mm-hmm. uh, uh, where uh, all of the great uh, religious traditions uh throughout uh, joseph campbell also wrote heart yeah. of
2: darkness which is what yeah. apocalypse
4: now is based on yep um but it's 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 hard to because it the force can if you want to you can simply say this is you know it's pagan wishy-washy nonsense but if you if you were a young Christian l- like I was, y- y- you can. It, it's like you know Aaron and Harry Potter. I think he might have something similar to say about this you know aaron gets bashed all the time for like you why do you believe in witches and witchcraft Aaron? i thought you were a christian and that nonsense well i was a christian and i saw harry potter and i saw the clear demarcation between good and evil and the hard choices you had to make and you could see the pilgrims walk in it well you could also see it in star wars i i mean i think that's very very much even though the idea you
2: know, of 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 the divine being a, a neutral force that you choose whether to interact with it good or bad that is dualistic eastern pagan mystic well, notions but this, but you're right that that some of those things that are transcendent that tie into our belief system are with, are tethered well, within there as well. It's
4: interesting you mentioned that within one context of Star Wars, but it just goes to show within the storytelling of the Force how malleable, from series to series to series. Mm-hmm. What ex- what exactly is the Force? I mean, we get we, we the prequels were dealing with midichlorians. We mm-hmm. we go on to and the, an immaculate birth. Yes, uh, you go yeah. on to the post movies, and you know then they're you Know contravening across space and time and stuff like this, and so it just goes if it was malleable within that series, why isn't it also malleable in our hearts? Now that can be dangerous, sure, but was it dangerous for me as a baby Christian? I thought, I thought, you know, Jedi's were priests, uh, you know, it was mm-hmm. noble. Mm-hmm.
2: Neil writes, Have you guys been watching andor the new Star Wars series? I think it's the best Star Wars production. In the post, in the Force Awakens era, you guys should watch it and discuss it. So I've had, I told you guys I tried watching the first few episodes and I fell asleep during episode two, put me to sleep, but I have gotten a ton of interactions from people telling me to watch this. It's really good. So I think it's going to be on my list while we're home over Christmas break to go ahead and get through it and watch it. It's on yours too. Okay. I mean, I got people telling me, I don't even want to promote it because I'm afraid that, you know, Disney will wokeify it because it's that good. If they find out the right wingers like it, they'll you know have to bog it down with virtue signals.
4: I'm just, I'm just so, I love, I love Rogue One. So do I, I just think that's yeah. a fan. This is obviously tied into it. Yep. I, I'm just so mad at Star, Star Wars and Disney. I, I just hold them in such contempt right now. I got to be honest. I, it's very very hard. Which isn't to say I break my own like I. Um, we wa- it's on Disney, and we get it because we have ESPN Plus. So that um, that the, the, we talk about the Benedict Society, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, that's on my list. I'm too. watching yep. that, and that's on. Un- it's unbelievable. I know. It's unbelievable. Know. It's mocking all the things I. The reasons why I won't watch Star Wars. It's mocking. I know. I know.
2: Hey, before we get out of here, in these unprecedented times, Ding. make sure you get an agent that can successfully guide you to the finish line during the Let's Go Brandon era of real estate. Where would you find them? We made it as simple for you as possible. We created a website to host a database called realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a long name, but one you'll remember. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there today. Uh, The process is simple. Uh, Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Provide us with some basic info. Then our team will reach out and introduce you to one of our recommended agents whom has earned our trust. We have vetted them and made them earn our trust before we entrust them to you. That's why we've got a list of up to thousands of agents right now across the country that want to be listed, but we're not taking just anybody, right? So uh, we make sure that they are proven before we ask you to take a chance on them. And a lot of times they're going to be fellow Blaze viewers and listeners. So, you know, they share your value system as well. All right, so go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that is realestateagentsitrust.com. For those of you that uh, might be wondering, it's a big night tonight here for the show because the wives are going to get to see Nefarious tonight for the first time. Your wives are.
4: She's she's pumped. She really
2: is. Mrs. Erzin is pumped. What about Mrs. McIntyre? She is excited. Oh, I'm very excited to show it to them and excited to show it to some very important people next week as well. Everybody have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace.
3: On the Blaze Radio Network.